0: I'm trying to elevate small talk to medium talk. Hi, I'm Alexander Chester. And I don't have
1: a stepfather,
0: but I don't like the implication.
1: And I'm Al Sinensky, and in retrospect, I should have said pussy. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome...
0: Welcome back to Thirty Two Fan. Oh shit! What the hell's this? podcast
1: Pretty, pretty, pretty good. Yeah. A curb. Welcome
0: back to Pretty, Pretty, Pretty Good, a Curb Your Enthusiasm podcast. We are here today to discuss season two, episode four,
1: the shrimp incident.
0: Yeah, I should have probably had that open. The shrimp incident, which originally aired on October Fourteenth, Two Thousand One. Ah, uh, if I'm a bit discombobulated, clearly, I'm leaving this all in. I had a long week of work. I had to, to uh, postpone all my podcasts until Saturday night when I'm pounding them out one after the other after the other, and I'm drinking while I'm doing it, which is probably not the best decision, but uh, Curb Enthusiasm is a TV show for people who don't always make the best decisions, so...
1: Yeah, I think it'll fit right in, and uh, we're just going to go with the flow here and see what results.
0: Yeah. All right, so let's jump right into the uh, recap of uh, Season 2, Episode 4. <laughs>
1: yep so we're at home and cheryl and larry are talking about what should we eat larry suggests chinese Cheryl says, should we go out, maybe get a drink first at Castel Del Mar, It's apparently some fancy restaurant by the water. And Larry is like already very, he's pushing back on this. He's like, no, let's just, if we'll get a drink at the restaurant that we're going to, it's the same. Like what you get the same drink here, the same drink there. What's the difference? Cheryl's like, really? No, you know, it's, like, it's just like a different atmosphere. It's nice to like go to a drink, get a drink somewhere and then go out for dinner at a, at a second location. It's just like a different vibe. Um,
0: yeah, I've been very famously anti-Cheryl uh, so far on this podcast, but I'm on Team Cheryl here. Like, first of all, I'm a fan of drinks at one location, eating at another. But like, where does Larry have to go? Yeah, like, what is he doing that this is like really inconveniencing his life?
1: Yeah, I mean, if, first of all, yeah, I agree, and like, it's not something I would do regularly, but like, it's a nice change of pace and. You're on a date. Yeah, Yeah. and, like, getting a drink at, like, a more, like, a cooler place, perhaps, and then going to, like, a, you know, a more upscale restaurant is just, like, you get, like, two different kinds of experiences on the same night, and you just, like, feel, it's, like, more fun to do, like, mix it up a little bit.
0: Yeah, I also have to say, like, uh, you know, Larry's got this enormous fancy house, but the appliances in this house are all from the 70s, so I'm very surprised that Cheryl has not pushed to redo their kitchen. Yeah,
1: yeah, well, maybe there wasn't enough money in the production budget yet.
0: (laughs) Yeah, uh, w- w- Alan Wasserman will say later in the episode that Larry is worth four hundred seventy-five million dollars. Yeah, so, I was yeah, I was curious yeah. about that. So yeah, um, I also need to say uh, the episode starts with Cheryl yelling at Larry like that he's eating cookies when it's dinner time. Is this an intentional or unintentional callback to like Jerry Seinfeld has a famous bit about this. Where he says that adults don't have to worry about appetites because they know that, like, when you're a kid, your parents are like, oh, you're going to ruin your appetite. as (laughs) an adult, you know you always have another appetite coming. And as an adult, if you want to eat cookies, you're going to eat your cookies. And Jerry says, I'll call my mom just to say, hey, guess what, mom? I just (laughs) ate a bunch of cookies and ruined my appetite.
1: Yes, good stuff. Um, So I don't know
0: if that was intentional.
1: Nothing is intentional. (laughs) (laughs) Larry David doesn't know the joke from Seinfeld. He doesn't know the joke from Curb. He'll tell it to you right again and think it's a new joke probably probably that's all yeah yeah um anyway so larry's just he's just can't get past this you know difference and he's you know, he just says he won't be able to relax that way cheryl says she wants to like drink and like so feel like she's like socializing while she's eating you know just more like going out vibe larry wonders so then why should we even go bother going out to a restaurant at all if that's not even socializing at which point cheryl says you know what fine forget the restaurant let's just get takeout. So
0: again, I'm on team, I'm on team Cheryl. Yeah. Where does Larry have to go? Yeah.
1: Larry just is, plays very Debbie downer about what Cheryl is just trying to make a nice fun night out for the two of them. And yeah. Larry's just like very negative about it. And, he, you know, as a result, he just kind of like fizzles out the whole night.
0: Yeah. And he might've ruined it because, you know, as Julius says living in the episode, maybe Cheryl wanted to get laid.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. And, you know, um, a lot of the, uh, other bad things will result from this. So, you know, maybe <laughs> Larry should just, you know, take one for the team every every now and then. Go with the flow. Yeah. Go, go with the well. flow. Yeah. Um, so we see uh, Larry heading over to pick up their takeout food from a place called Royal Star Seafood. Uh, he comes home. Cheryl mentions that Julia called in the interim, and Larry says he hasn't told her the idea yet. Yeah. Um, Cheryl mentions that this is, of course, the idea for the the TV show. So Cheryl mentions that her elbow is hurting her, and Larry says to call JoJo, even though he sometimes leaves black and blue black and blue marks. You know, he'll really beat you up, but like he gets the job done.
0: Yeah, no, I do not remember JoJo. I remember later on when Larry has a Native American uh, assistant who provides Cheryl with medical advice that works.
1: Right, and I do, and I remember Larry going to the chiropractor, and he gets uh, into yeah. a debate about what the words better means. Yes,
0: and and also Larry, of course, goes to a masseuse who gives him a happy ending, which yes. you know, leads to problems when Cheryl has a... A um, a mind reader of some sort. Yeah. Oh, yeah.
1: I think yeah. yeah. Tarot card reader or something like that. Yeah.
0: Jojo. Jojo. By the way, we'll meet him later. He's dressed sort of like a very much from the seventies. He almost looks like Larry's uncle, the periodontist. I would say, with the mustache. <laughs> and,
1: Perhaps. Yeah. Um. Anyway, so we uh, we go back over to Larry, and he's opening up the Chinese takeout, and he notices that they have the wrong thing. And Cheryl asked if he checked the food before he left, which is a ridiculous thing to expect yeah. someone to do. And like I immediately he was like, Oh huh. like I, and it's also it's like I, I, if like somebody like said that to me, I'd just be like, You're just like arguing yes. in bad faith. Yeah. It's ridiculous. Like no one would dude, no one like doesn't trust the restaurant that they put the right food and goes through I'm gonna start going through the bed door oh, oh oh is is this General Tso's? or is this sesame chicken? But
0: Larry, Larry has ridiculous. a
1: great report. I think. <laughs> yeah, he's like, Yeah, he's like, Yeah, no, I checked, but I decided to take the wrong food anyway. Yeah, I remember. I remember once I uh, I went on a I was taking a flight home from somewhere and I had like medicine that I was bringing back that had to be refrigerated and like I it was like in a separate bag and I left it on the plane and then I thought like, come back to the airport to get it and I'm like they're like what happened I'm like I left it on the plane they're like oh you shouldn't have done that <laughs> <laughs> and I was like yes thank you I I know that I shouldn't have done that so this is how like I felt like Larry's here it's like yeah no yeah I I I I knew that I had the wrong food. Yeah. Thank you. Yes, you're being very helpful. Yes. Um, so Cheryl says, "Well, I guess you'll have to go back and get the right order this time." As if La- it's like Larry's fault that they got the and by wrong way, food. It's
0: insane. Like, no, the correct thing is to call the restaurant and tell them so that they can start cooking the yeah. correct order. Because why would you assume that they're going to just give you someone else's used food, which is going to cause all the problems in this episode? So I'm right. really questioning the, the the hygienic and professional, you know, uh, behavior of
1: this restaurant. Yeah. They. Yeah, they should both be getting brand new yeah. dishes, not like, the other person's. At, have yeah. You ever, been, actually...
0: Have you ever been at a restaurant where they accidentally gave you like food that belongs to another table?
1: Um, and yes. they never pick it up I was all... and give
0: it to another table once it's been on your table. They're throwing that out because like, you know, they're not going to give someone else's food that's been in front of you, let alone food that someone else took home. It's just absolutely bonkers to me.
1: Yeah, we were we were uh, we were recently out at a restaurant that I won't name and we had uh, out of like four there. of First us. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, that's true. this um, so it's my my wife and I and a, another couple and they like m- accidentally like mixed up their pizzas, but like in the meantime one of them, whoever had gotten the wrong one had started to eat theirs. And then like they realized, "Wait, this is not what I ordered." And they realized they they, they had mixed up each other's things. And like they called over the waitress and she just like took them and like switched them to like, "Okay, here. Now you both have those." And we're like, <laughs> are you insane?" Like they're both like have eaten now by the other person. Yeah, so um I I argued
0: Wasserman is sitting there on the couch before Larry walks in. Presumably, he's waiting because they're recooking new food for him. Like, they don't know that Larry's walking in.
1: Right. So it's very strange yeah. that
0: the restaurant decides, hey, just each of you take your used, each other's used food.
1: Yeah, that shouldn't happen. But, you know, without that, there's no uh, plot for this matter. episode. Yeah. So, okay. so so, we're going to argue to keep it, it in.
0: By the way, can I ask um, what so, you know, the he... pow Shrimp? Because my only familiarity is Kramer on Seinfeld saying "pow."
1: <laughs> um, it's probably the same thing, but with shrimp. I think Kung pao is usually a chicken dish.
0: For, for us, it is. Anyway.
1: But I'm not. I, I'm not a. I'm not an expert at real Chinese food. Only you know the kosher version. Um. So you know, we as we mentioned, Larry goes back. They ask him, "Are you David?" They tell him, "You know, oh, the a man brought brought back his order." And Larry goes to say hi to Alan, who we learn works at HBO, That's and you know, it turns out that they that he was a president of HBO. Right? We thought we uh. We, we find that out later, right? When, when Larry comes back, he mentions to Cheryl that he ran into Alan Wasserman, the president of HBO. Uh, he's the guy that from the, uh, the original of the pilot episode of this, the HBO special, Larry lied about his stepfather having an accident so he could get out of doing the, uh, the stand-up special. Um, and so Larry starts eating the Kung Pao shrimp, and he, you know, he notices there's barely any shrimp in it at all. And he starts to wonder, do you think Alan ate the shrimp? And you know, he maybe had some of them before he brought it back. Um, this reminded me of later when Larry would get very uh, bent out of shape over the number of cashews and the cashews yes, with raisins with Ross, with, uh, like, with Ross Geller yeah yeah with with Ross Geller yeah like he's uh, he's very into like <laughs> the ratio of what you're getting you know I'm sure he's very into like how many chips there are in a potato chips bag yeah. like that they're ripping you off these are uh, things he worries Yeah, but about. as Larry
0: complains to Cheryl about this, Cheryl says, well, I wouldn't want to be eating after somebody else. That's the whole point, which is why, to me, like, the restaurant is the bad guy here, not Wasserman. Like, Wasserman can't be faulting faulted for eating the food that he was given. The restaurant is Right, like,
1: you know, yes, like, he shouldn't be expected to have inspected. Like, he could have just opened it, eaten it, and then after, like, a few bites, been like, wait, I don't yeah, think this exactly. is what I ordered. Like, you, you don't have to be necessarily, like, on high alert. Um, for that sort of thing. I mean, it's like Chinese food. Like it's all like, it's like chopped up meat with brown sauce and vegetables. Like it's easy to mix up one thing for another before you eat it. Anyway. So, uh, we see Larry go over to meet, uh, Julia Louis-Dreyfus. Uh, she asks how traffic was. He says, not so bad. She says, you know what? I'll come to you. See you next time. Larry says, don't be ridiculous. I'm happy to come here. It's not a big deal at all as if uh you know yeah he's, yeah and uh right lara uh, julia says larry you know you turned into a very nice man all of a sudden you know of course larry now couldn't care less about meeting of course that was the entire breakdown of his relationship with jason alexander um so uh larry starts to tell her the idea for the show and you know gives describes it describes it you know the same thing we've been talking about the last two episodes a character who has been a, a famous character on a sitcom and now is being typecast as that character and starts to resent the character because they can't get any work because everyone only sees him as that character and he's, you know, it's kind of a character that they don't want to be only associated with. Anyway, so she thinks it's a great idea for someone like Jason. Larry interjects that it would be a terrible idea for Jason and uh, as Leo continues, he says because he played like such an idiot, which makes and, that, uh, and we already see now that's making Larry very upset again. We know he's very, he gets very defensive when anyone claims that George is, you know, anything other than a great guy um larry says no it's really better for you you're more versatile than jason jason could only really be george um it's it's like does, does larry think that like um jason and julia are not gonna ever talk about this at any point like I, I, this yeah, is gonna blow up yeah, in his face
0: caught here yeah
1: yeah, I don't know if that ha- I don't remember if that happens in the season, but like at some point George is going to be like, "Oh, I hear you're doing that show. Larry talked to me about it." And she's going to be like, "Oh, that's Larry lied to me about the whole process here." Anyway. Um so Julia says, you know, she wants to pitch it to HBO because she wants to be able to say fuck and cock on TV. Uh you know, that kind of gets her excited. Larry says he doesn't really want to do anything with HBO because he has a problem with Alan Wasserman, who he thinks is a bad guy, but I don't want to go into it uh-huh but julia says maybe we don't have to deal with him because i have a friend there named michael halbreich and he works there so maybe we can go through him larry asks, oh isn't he that gay guy but julia says no he's not gay he's married and she plays in a poker game with me and and my husband and how about you and La- you and cheryl should join us and because one of the regular couples is away this week and you will you know everyone will get to know each other and maybe we could talk about the yeah. show um,
0: what's your take on the couple's poker game because i think we both play like, quite a bit of poker but and spe- I'm not, I'm not oh, a poker player. So I play player, with actually. both men and women, but not with couples.
1: Yeah, I, w- I would. not think that for most men, that's like the type of th- like it's more like you know a, a getaway. I think for most men, when they want to go play poker, like they don't want to play with their wife. Yeah, usually, we have a couple.
0: We have a couple women in our game. It's just that their husbands aren't. There.
1: But not with their husbands, yeah. right?
0: Also, someone's gotta be watching the kids. So.
1: Yeah, there's that element too. Um yeah, I don't know. I'm not like a I I I used I played poker for like a little bit when like everyone like got really into it right when like World Series Poker started being on TV. Yeah. Um but like I you know, I kinda got bored with it after like a year and you know Malmo is we, like annoyed we when were people are play playing poker.
0: Uh, we were playing at a table together in Vegas once and you folded uh-huh. a Jack Two and you made some reference to pizza because J two was the name of like a pizza place that we had both frequented in the city, and I got very nervous that you were cheating at the table.
1: <laughs> oh, <laughs> Uh, yeah, I don't think I would even know how to cheat at poker. <laughs> Sorry
0: for outing you there. If, uh, if yeah, if MGM Grand is listening and wants to come back and collect from uh, twenty years ago,
1: so, yeah, I probably I probably lost it like four minutes later to in you know a table game or something. So I wouldn't worry too much. MGM, you're doing just fine. Although pro- right now, uh, not no, probably not so much. Yeah. <laughs> but neither am I. No, everyone no one is doing. Everyone's doing badly. Yeah, yeah, not great. Um, anyway. Um, I lost my total place. Okay, so uh, Larry walks into home and Cheryl's getting a massage from JoJo. (laughs) Yeah, and she's like screaming in pain. (laughs) Yeah, uh, she's like screaming out in pain. She has a mark on her arm, which Larry jokes is nothing. It's only (laughs) even worse in a few days. Um, Anyway, so we go back to the the, uh, HBO meeting. Larry, Jeff, Julia, and her manager, a woman named Fran Metzger, Um. Fran gives Larry and Julia coffee off, which Julia says is bad. I don't know why a this happens, friend. right? This what the didn't. Was
0: a fisherman's friend.
1: Yeah, I don't know. This didn't matter though, right?
0: No, I mean, unless you're like product placementing for fisherman's friends, I don't know.
1: Yeah, right. No, I mean, yeah. right. So, like this, this is just like a weird it's thing. Filler. Curb doesn't usually like. Yeah, they don't have much filler on Curb. It's usually like very yeah. tight. It's, yeah, this is usually, we'd say, Schrodinger's cough yes, drop. Exactly. Like
0: the fisherman's friend will come back um, anyway.
1: It's like, so, yeah, it's so out of place. Um, so Larry asks them about this whole idea of Cheryl wanting to get a drink before dinner, and the women all think it's a lovely romantic idea. Jeff thinks it makes no sense unless she wanted yeah. to get laid. Which, you know, we should have Larry should uh, now think that over next time she proposes that. Uh, Larry, no what the circumstance. <laughs> Yeah, pretty much. He'll, he will always, like, that's finagle what, that's away that's into really why Larry's... <laughs> yeah, yeah, fair enough, yeah. Um... So anyway the uh the meeting yeah. starts By the way, and Julia before sense, intros... there's
0: a lot of hugging and kissing like very non-covid friendly.
1: Oh yeah. A- yeah. And Larry even I in 2001 uh...
0: makes a joke about how much uh, greeting interaction there is.
1: Yes. Um so uh Julia intros Larry to Michael. Alvin asks Larry about uh his stepfather, he must have made a miraculous recovery. <laughs>
0: Which probably is that a really like it's, a really obnoxious uh, thing to say? I, I clearly Alan did his research and had like his assistant look into it and confirm that Larry doesn't have a stepfather because otherwise there's no way right. to make this comment.
1: Yes, right. I mean, but that's I think that's like it's just like, the thing with Larry David is that like Larry David is just like such a shameless liar that like makes people hate him so much that like people just like can't let yeah. it go. Like, Alan should just be able to be like, all right, whatever. Larry Vadim is an asshole, but, like, this is business. Like, if this is a show. But, like, Larry just, like, he just, you know, he sticks with you in such a way that, like, people just need to get back at him out of yeah. spite. Too late. You said spite. Um, yeah. Anyway. Um, so, Julia says, um, you know, how about Larry will explain the show and then she'll uh, lead for it a little bit on the back ends. i will do a little song and a dance. um. But before Larry could begin, he looks over at Alan and he asks him how the garlic noodles were, which is the dish that Larry got initially by accident. We didn't uh, mention that earlier. Um, to which Alan suspiciously responds, I didn't touch her to garlic noodles, mm-hmm. at which Larry now goes into detective yeah. mode and says, that's right, but you did touch the shrimp. Yeah. Of course you didn't we touch the garlic noodles. Those were yours. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's like uh, when my, uh, my daughter come, came home from school one day and I was like, how was school? And she said, I didn't hit anybody. So, yeah, not, uh, don't rob a bank with her. Um, anyway, so, yeah, you know, he said, Larry, then he recounts the story. He says, everyone, you know, I got the shrimp and there was some missing. I think Alan took them. Alan's offended. He has no idea what he's talking about. He calls Larry a shrimp counter and says, maybe Larry should take his $475 million. And he can go buy a fucking shrimp boat and he get as much shrimp as he wants. Yeah. Uh, So Larry gets up, he starts to walk out, Alan berates him saying nothing changes with this guy in 25 years, it's always the same story. Yeah. So uh, Jeff, Julia and Fran come running out to ask Larry what the fuck is going on basically. He says he didn't like that Alan Wasserman implied that he lied about his stepfather. Jeff says, but you don't have a stepfather. Larry says, I know,
0: but you call me a liar
1: oh so yes it also reminded me of the the thing with the coats that was elaine's job to watch the coats (laughs) but it's like no but like but that's you (laughs) but he doesn't know that yeah Yeah. anyway
0: also uh, also the time between um when when elaine is pretending to be um uh, who is it uh elaine and Sue. when she's pretending to be susie and and jerry Uh, says and she lied to your face behind your back (laughs) but by the way Julia here her take on the shrimp is insane she's yelling at Larry she says everybody steals shrimp what? now you and I aren't big shrimp eaters but like everybody steals shrimp is this a thing? I don't know Larry is clearly wrong about the stepfather but Wasserman is the asshole with the shrimp
1: yeah, I mean yeah, maybe maybe some of our uh, our gentile shrimp eaters tell can shrimp write in and ask is, tell, is common, tell us is, <laughs> is, is, Yes, really is, is this
0: the
1: yes, is this the common etiquette shrimp. in the shrimp in the shrimp eating community. be <laughs> like uh-huh. I know everybody's gonna
0: start stealing my shrimp.
1: <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, at what point is it even your shrimp? <laughs> um anyway um everyone's yelling at larry larry says yeah as you said julia says everybody steals shrimp and everybody lies about it this is hollywood you have to go apologize to him totally wrong um and julia says i'll tell you something else you have to get yourself into major psychoanalysis larry says i am an analysis it doesn't do anything julia says apparently not and jeff says have you talked to him about your imaginary stepfather So Larry says he's gonna go back to the restaurant. He's gonna ask them how many shrimp they put in, and he bets that at least eight shrimp were missing. Turns out he's right. So Larry, this is like, yeah, when Larry gets into like fu mode, like there's like no stopping Larry. Like he will. This is a man who is worth hundreds of millions of dollars, and he will waste a week just, you know, just to track down some little thing to like be able to noodles. (laughs) Yes. But, like, he'll also do it on such smaller stakes, like, you know, to just to, like, needle somebody the next time he sees them at a, co- at a cocktail party to be able to say, like, oh, did you re- – it I, I, turns out your, fa- your father didn't invent the Cobb salad, yeah. I learned. Adam Crowley Like, who cares? There's, like, nothing that's stake there. you're
0: rich, you have fuck you money. But when you're really yeah. rich, you have fuck me money, which is I have so much money <laughs> right. I'm going to spite myself just to, like, on the side, spite you a little bit. And that's the way there is a Yeah.
1: Life. Yeah. Um, yeah, I guess it's just, like, some, that's how some people need to get off. <laughs> Um, anyway, we head over to the poker game that Larry and Cheryl were invited to when Cheryl is introduced to Mickey, who is Julia's dentist, and Cheryl says uh, she needs a new one because I think her dentist like moved or something. Larry jokes that his dentist told him that he has the gums of a 25-year-old man. Everyone thinks that's kind of funny. Michael asks if Larry and Alan made up, and he says, yes, they did. Michael tells everyone about what he refers to as the shrimp incident from the episode's title and how Larry stormed out in a huff. Um, Larry says he saw the Jackson Pollock movie the night before, um, and he was very inspired by the artist. I don't really get the reference here. Um, I, yeah, I looked up; I, I assume it's referring to a movie from 2000 called Pollock, starring Ed Harris. Uh, but I don't know what like what that means um, in terms of like what he was inspired by to yeah, walk I mean, out. I, but.
0: I guess Jackson Pollock was very particular. in his-
1: yeah, very so. particular and probably yeah. very, like, took things I very personally say, you know, and, like, whatever. The
0: idea of dripping your paint onto your canvas, n- not that impressive to me.
1: Yeah, I'm not, yeah, I'm not a big uh, art person. Um, especially yeah. art that, like, it's just right. Yeah, I could probably have done that, I think. Uh, I mean, let's but, put it this yeah, way. Yeah, not well. Mine, mine would look, look mine, mine would look bad. had,
0: like, a Jackson Pollock week where they all performed as Jackson Pollock. So it's like, if my pre-K right. then,
1: yeah, I don't know. Yeah. yeah, they're probably not as good, but they were probably, like, yeah. 80% as good. This is... Yeah. <laughs> uh, anyway uh, so someone asks Larry why not go to NBC because you know you have the Seinfeld connection Cheryl says again now we see Cheryl Cheryl's, uh, Cheryl's uh, environmentalism really starting to get in the way for Larry because uh, GE will not take responsibility for dumping PCPs in the Hudson um, Cheryl would be delighted to know that uh, NBC is now owned by the Scheinard Wig Company so it's no longer an issue um Jay and julia adds well also on hbo you can say fuck and everyone agrees that it's great to be able yeah. to say fuck i agree it's good to be able to say fuck like I, you don't need to like w- say fuck all the time but it's nice to be able to say fuck when you feel like it
0: can i ask a question by the way what is with this game they're playing five card stud they're playing guts like
1: they're playing with their dentist yeah i <laughs> what kind of poker yeah is? i looked up i looked up guts i didn't really fo- like I didn't, I didn't spend too much time trying to figure it out but i didn't follow exactly what how the game works i don't know if you did
0: uh not exactly but i didn't care to look it up
1: okay yeah it's not yeah it it wasn't it's not that important um but basically it's there's some game where in the end like the whole pot is at stake and you have to keep putting in more and more amounts to stay in i guess and and at the last hand like whoever has the best hands wins or if everyone else drops out i don't know the game didn't really make any sense to me anyway every it seems like everyone uh everyone is there's a very big pot everyone's out except for julia um eventually she reveals that she won the pot with a 610 which is obviously not an impressive hand michael reveals that he had an ace high which apparently is a pretty good hand for this game at which point larry calls him a cunt for not going in with such a good hand and everyone gets really awkward and quiet and offended and mickey accuses larry of being a misogynist michael's wife says that language is not allowed in this game or in any game really the game breaks up and they confirm you know the parishes they'll be back next week and this ha- this happens very very abruptly um, and very awkwardly yeah. now,
0: I-, I will say like Larry's use of contier is insane like the reaction of the table is justified but it's also very odd like so a couple of the couples push their chips in the table and leave so they just leave their money at the table like that's how offended they are that doesn't really make any sense to me um, so that was very
1: well it could be it could just be like they could have like Put in money for chips and like they could like sort out the money like offline at but some other point. Chips, like, the, yeah. it could be in this type of who knows? Who knows but, how but, the game works? Anyway, like, yeah, I guess Michael's reaction,
0: like Michael reacts, as if his mother just died. It's
1: a yeah, it's. It, I mean, yeah, no. I mean, Larry's behavior is obviously like just like it's not acceptable. Yeah. <laughs> like no one should like like talk to anyone that way. But like I thought that like the reaction was also a little bit over the top for from sure. everyone. Like. Like Larry, like if Larry, like right away, real was made, made clear to him, like oh, you shouldn't say that. Like, like he probably would have taken it back, and like everyone could have moved on. Like, it's not like he's, like he said, like a bad word. It's not like he expressed as, and, and as he later says, like if he would have said pussy, like it would have been fine, pretty much. Like maybe some people would have been a little bit more offended, but like for the most part, like that was that's something that they probably would have moved past. And it's just like this same sentiment, and it's just like. Kind of random that society chooses certain words that, like, oh, that you can say, but you shouldn't say, and that you really can't say, even though they mean the kind of the same thing. So, but, yeah, that's why it's, like, the reaction, I think, is a little bit over the top as well.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's really, Michael's behavior is psychotic. Like, he takes a leave of absence over this?
1: Yeah, it's right. It's not like Larry said, like, you should kill yourself because you're a garbage person and, like, berated him. Like, he used, like, a dirty word at him, which he shouldn't have, but, like, it's just, like, that's not, like, it's, it shouldn't he shouldn't be taking it that personally. Yeah. Anyway, so, uh, so uh, yeah, me, I guess we're both on the side of using the C word. What's <laughs> the takeaway from that, it sounds like? Uh, team Larry. Um, anyway, so Larry and Cheryl are leaving. Larry says, I guess we won't be invited back to that poker game, which is probably a thing that Cheryl's getting used to, not being invited back to places that she attends together with Larry. Cheryl's really
0: cool here. She doesn't blame Larry for anything so far.
1: Yeah, to this time, this time she's pretty cool, which is weird because like she's she, been she's been more mad at him yes, for less for sure. than this.
0: Yeah, it's also like I don't like, think of he... "cunt" as a misogynist word per se. Like it's certainly a very heavy word, and he shouldn't use it. But I don't think like it's weird that like it's a word that's specifically offensive to somebody who's slightly effeminate. I just think it's offensive to anybody because that's just you know as you said, what society has decided it is.
1: Right. It's also interesting. And again, I'm not, I don't know that like, I'm not like a language expert, but it's interesting for it to be misogynist to use it at a man.
0: Yeah. it's also well, But it's also like in America, it's like the, the second worst word you can say. And we've discussed before this right. podcast what the worst is. But like in other countries, I think it's just like, you know, it's almost like equivalent of like bitch. It's just like an offensive word, but doesn't have a particularly. Right. Yeah. Like in England,
1: people say it all the time. Right. It's like yeah. bitch. Right. It's just like a random thing of whatever history it has in America that's made it like more toxic. Um, and I may not, I might not be counseled counseled for having just quoted it earlier in the episode. But I was just quoting the episode, so yes. that's like uh, artistic right. license or yes, something. Exactly. Yeah. Um, anyway, so Cheryl is upset at him. Says, "I can't believe you said the c-word in front of women." Larry counters that it's that's the word that you describe use when a man yeah. doesn't act not, badly. I, not and, ideal
0: by and,
1: and he really should have gone in with the ace. Yeah. He would have won. Cheryl says he could have used other words to convey the same message, which again gets to my point. Like if he, if it, if all it was about the the use of the word, then like Michael's reaction is just like too over the top. Like it's not like Larry said, like you're a, a terrible person and like you're never gonna succeed because you don't take chances. Like he, whatever he like lashed out at him in the midst of like a, of a poker game. It's yeah. like stupid. Um and Larry agrees, yes, in retrospect, I probably should have said pussy instead. <laughs> Um, which you know, kind of gets to the point of it. Larry says he can't believe that guy called him a misogynist. Cheryl jokes that maybe he is, and they pretend that Larry's hitting each- her, you know, hitting her, and she's like, ah, oh, yeah, I'm getting hit. But uh, unfortunately for them, Mickey happens to be looking at them at that moment. And he sees what's going on, and he what he what he perceives to be actual yeah, it's abuse. It's very
0: odd choice, by the way, by Larry and Cheryl to play act domestic violence <laughs> yeah. in someone else's drive. <laughs> yes,
1: it's very strange yeah. role
0: play. And, and, and it's also odd that Cheryl is so down for it. And, like, Cheryl's awkward defense in the next scene at the dentist's office sort of makes clear how awkward this is, like, I don't know, it's just, it's a very straight, like, I've never, I've never play-acted this with my wife in particular.
1: Yes, and keep in mind, uh, Cheryl, who do, who play, does rape play, uh, uh, role plays, um, remarked a few episodes ago that she thought it was kinky yeah, that Larry wanted sure, to have yeah. sex during the yeah. day, <laughs> during the daytime, daytime sex,
0: kinky, pretending to be raped, totally normal. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Good observation. <laughs> all right so we are uh we're at the uh, chinese place larry's there on his investigation uh jeff says you know nobody wants to work with you anymore because you're a crazy person basically um larry says he doesn't understand because you call a man a prick and it's fine jeff says the c word is worse Jeff tells him Michael is taking a leave of absence as a result because it's making him examine everything in his life. So
0: this part, like Larry, Larry. if you're an effeminate man like Michael is, and I, I don't think in 2020 that the conflation between effeminate behavior and homosexuality is like, you know, really makes sense a lot. But to the extent that it does, there's no way that Michael had gone through 35 years of life with no one ever having called a <laughs> yes. <the> kid.
1: <laughs> right, it's right. Or yeah, called pointed yeah, out his, him being effeminate. This is
0: what makes him reassess his whole life.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's got, kind of, yeah, it doesn't really make yeah. a lot of sense. I agree.
0: And, and, and Jeff, by um, the way, in this, and Jeff says there's no such thing as an effeminate homosexual, which is a very ignorant thing for Jeff to say.
1: <laughs> yes. Uh, I, I, I wrote that yeah. in my notes that Jeff is committing bio-erasure here. That's what that is what it's known as now. Um, Major D asks if they want a table. Larry says, actually, no. I have a question to you about the number of shrimp in the Kung Pao shrimp. They went all the way there and to Yeah, Maitre <laughs> yes like, no of course we don't want a table why would we want a table we're here to ask you a question about the number of shrimp in one of the dishes um, and the uh, maitre d informs him that it's 11 and it's always 11 and obviously that's an insane thing yeah. for the maitre d to know no, uphand, but that, sure this restaurant is they're known yeah, no, know for one thing which is
0: that they have 11 shrimp in the conca shrimp
1: <laughs> yes that's actually the name of the restaurant <laughs>
0: On your first days, to yeah, no, like like, make sure that you understand that
1: <laughs> we have we anything else goes, but we want we one thing we will not yeah. compromise. We out.
0: will give people food that other people have taken home already and brought back.
1: <laughs> right. Yes. Yeah. But as long. Right. But even here, they broke their one sacred rule because they yeah, didn't they make sure that he had eleven. Now.
0: They violated their one rule. True.
1: <laughs> yes, you had one job. Um. All right. So Cheryl is at the dentist and they make some small talk about the poker game and how Larry gets carried away sometimes. Yada, yada. Um, he sees, then uh, he sees the bruise on her arm from uh, Jojo and tells her, you know, Cheryl, I have to tell you, I saw Larry hitting you the other night. And Cheryl laughs and says, oh, that like that's just a joke that we do, which sounds exactly what somebody would say if they were actually yeah. being abused by their spouse. Um, so of course, uh, he doesn't buy it and tells her they have doctor patient confidentiality. She sarcastically asks if that applies to dentists and he says, I think so. Yeah. So he's, uh, he's not it sure. Makes, obviously this is totally ridiculous. Moron, <laughs> uh, Cheryl's question applies yeah. She's an anti-dentite. Yes, but, but really he should obviously, n- no, he should yeah. know if he has, yeah. uh, if, he, if this yeah. applies to him, which yes. I believe it does.
0: <laughs> I certainly hope so.
1: Um, she says, "You know, this is all just a misunderstanding." But Mickey insists Larry's an animal, and he has to be stopped.
0: <laughs> Which is common. Yeah, yeah he's uh, things, but a, an animal,
1: not really. Yep, um, yep. Larry getting uh, getting beatu Yeah. <laughs> um, we saw the. Yeah, we should have seen the seeds earlier. Uh, so we're over back at the restaurant, or I think it's a different restaurant, right? I think so. Yeah. Yeah, um, Larry tells Cheryl that the HBO deal is done because the dentist told Wasserman that Larry is a wife-beater. So Larry says maybe it will pitch it to ABC. Who needs HBO? If they say it's not TV. It's TV. How do you think people yeah. are watching it? Of course it's TV. By the way, joke. it's
0: really shocking um, to me how understanding Cheryl is of Larry's failure with HBO. Like Ordinarily, she'd be blaming Larry here. And here, he actually like deserves much of the blame.
1: Yeah, he was much more mad at Larry for bringing home the wrong order, which was not yeah. at all his fault, than for ruining an opportunity to make a show that would make them a lot of money because he couldn't and refrain from the calling a guy the C-word. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> Counterpoint, they have apparently $475 million anyway, yeah. so what's the difference yeah. from general? Like, like what's the difference if Larry has a yeah, show that's exactly. on TV? Like
0: Although she was very upset with him <laughs> earlier in the season that he was just sitting at home watching TV all day. So. Yeah,
1: yeah, I guess Cheryl's that's different. Like, right. I guess she wants him to be... Yeah, she wants him to be productive, but like she shouldn't actually care about yeah. the money. But yeah, so I guess she wants him to be working. So it would be good if he had a show cuz then he'd be like out of the house. Yeah. The waiter offers them dessert. Cheryl says, no, we're going to go over to a place called Shutter's for dessert because it will be fun to go somewhere else for dessert. And then we can relax by the beach. It'll be like a little bit of an adventure. (laughs) Larry has not learned his lesson that this is a good way to get laid. And he pushes back and says, no, we're going to get dessert. Let's just have it here. And, you know, Cheryl just loses interest. Let's just go home. Larry says, "Okay, fine, but, you know, can I at least get a quick cup of decaf? Cheryl gives him a desk there. He says, maybe I could get one to go. I don't think he took one to go in the end. And as they're walking out, he sees Michael uh, with another guy on what appears to be or is implied to be a gay date.
0: Yeah, implied. But, yeah, just because a guy is going to dinner with another guy doesn't. Yeah, no,
1: it could. It could be anything. But like that's the that's the plot beat that they want you to see from Larry's perspective. We're back at Larry's house, and there's a woman from social services at the door. that says they got a complaint about domestic violence. She sees the bruise and asks Cheryl if she wants to press charges. And Cheryl looks over at Larry, sees him in a jean shirt and backwards hat, and he's singing, and she sees, like, you could tell she has a look on her face of, you know what, I'm thinking about it, because he's such a loser. Which was, like, a very rare... It would have been good if, like, that outfit had been introduced earlier in the episode at some point.
0: Her offense to denim
1: something like that. Yeah, cuz like otherwise it was just like very arbitrary. Now he was
0: singing sort of annoyingly earlier in the episode. But yeah, but it's not crystal yeah. clear. Yeah, the ending is not great. And, you know, if we jump right into our ratings for this episode, I got to say when I first did my ratings when I did a rewatch a couple of years ago, I had this surprisingly, I would say I ranked this episode During my previous rewatch above every episode we've seen so far, except for trick or treat last week's episode. But now I'm going to go the other way. Um, The conflation between effeminate behavior and homosexuality, the use of the word cunt, the jokes of domestic violence. None of that holds up really well in 2020. But more importantly, it's just not that funny. And so to me, I'm going to give it uh, pretty, pretty good. Only two pretties for me
1: yeah um i'm gonna go a little bit higher i agree with most of what you said um yeah i think a lot of what i re- the, the, the main thing you remember about this episode is the poker scene and like just like the shock value of that just like isn't as funny now as it probably was 20 years ago um and you know yeah it's like it's like an okay episode it's not a great episode i'll go two and a half pretty 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 good um so yeah it's a, definitely a step back from the the last two episodes of this season that we had that were really great
0: yeah yeah, I mean, two and a half even but, for you, like for me, the lowest you've had since the affirmative action episode in season one. So,
1: yeah, yeah. So we've been on a little bit of a nice run. Yeah. We have the uh, come with guy. Who you taking? Who you coming with this week? So
0: I'm gonna I'm gonna take Cheryl. She's a ton of fun this
1: episode. She really, you know, she doesn't blame
0: her husband for just about anything that you know, even where he rightfully could be blamed. She always, uh, you know, she maybe wants to get laid. Uh, I'm a fan of Cheryl in this episode.
1: Yeah, I didn't even think of her. That's a good point. I was going to go with Julia. I like that she likes to say, she wants to say fuck. I like that she is trying to like make things happen um, for, you know, for the show, putting together the HBO connection. But I think Cheryl's the right choice. Like she's, uh, she wants to have fun with Larry. She's like still trying to be in dating mode and uh, it would be nice to see Larry go with the flow. By the way, Jeff does really nothing in this episode. Yeah, he's kind of just there for no reason. Yeah. I guess it just makes sense. He, he, you know, he's probably you know he's an executive producer, so he probably just gets himself into episodes <laughs> so that he can get paid. Like, yeah. Av, uh, who is
0: your worst person in this episode?
1: Um, I think I'm going to go with Alan Wasserman. Um, I think you know Larry behaves badly at times for sure, but like I think Alan really instigates and like he he comes to. You know, it's possible that Larry was going to eventually raise the shrimp incident at, like, the first sign of, like, anything that Alan said. Like, we can't rule that out. But, like, Alan also came to the meeting and, like, he didn't have to, like, start, you know, digging at Larry. Like, he, he should have come and said, like, let's try to make a show together. And he ate Larry's shrimp, which is disgusting. Um, Sorry, it's not disgusting. It's disgusting to, like, lie about it.
0: Yeah. Again, I think the restaurant's at fault. I, I'm actually going to do something a little bit controversial here. To me, the worst person in this episode is Larry David.
1: Yeah, he's pretty bad. <laughs> that's that's true.
0: But we we haven't done yeah. that yet. I don't know if it's even permitted according to the rules. But yeah,
1: I mean, I think the rules are fluid. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Larry to me is the
0: worst person in this episode. His behavior is indefensible, and so I'm going to uh, give him this uh, this honorific. Yeah, that's true. Which is the which is the first time we've done
1: that. Yeah, I think uh, I think Olin tried to do that a week or two ago, and we said sure why not but like we don't know what the rules are here uh, maybe you know the, we could we could have a constitution perhaps ratified
0: yeah but now we've established it as permissible so
1: <laughs> yeah i think it's fine I, but i think we shouldn't go to the well too often on it like it, it needs to be like larry needs to be like particularly bad
0: yeah he was pretty bad this episode
1: um but yeah i guess we could always you know we could crown larry and also talk about like some other people who are bad too like alan wasser is also an asshole <laughs> in this episode uh but yeah i'm i'm, yeah. I'm totally certainly fine with giving it to larry here
0: okay can we uh jump into our inbox
1: Uh, Yes Uh,
0: Postman Postman Uh, Come here here Tell the neighborhood
1: Good stick All right First email is from Bob Savage He says What can I say about season two It's awesome Was looking for an excuse To revisit earlier curb seasons Now that your podcast is here I can This was the first season of Curb. I watched back in 2002. I went out and bought season one. Someone else mentioned this. And the packaging is unlike anything I've ever seen. Two-disc set, and you have to pull from the top and bottom of the case to expose the discs. Weird and quite unpractical. Love this episode. I agree with Larry. Why go somewhere for a drink first, then go to dinner? I thought all the storylines were solid. Nice to see Julia again. Did anyone else find it off-putting her to hear her say fuck? I'm not a prude, but that word coming from her just sounds weird. Nice callback to the special asking about the stepfather. How does anyone make it to an executive position in television, especially HBO, if they're offended by the word "cunt"? Are you kidding me? I forgot about the spousal abuse storyline that followed the poker game. I thought the ending... I
0: I, I gotta say, I disagree with Bob here. Like, julia or elaine bennis although she doesn't say fuck on the show because she's not permitted to she strikes me as the kind of person who was saying fuck a lot in her life
1: yeah i would think so yeah i mean she's you know a, a single 60 sponges yeah, yeah. <laughs> she, she's a you know a cosmopolitan woman living on the upper west side of manhattan and yeah i'm sure i'm sure she just says a bad word for now now, to, now yeah um Anyway, um, I forgot about the spousal abuse storyline that followed the poker game. I thought the ending could have gotten more meat from that bone for a better conclusion other than that great episode. Also, you must use Postman Postman before listener mail. That's Gold Jerry Gold. He gives it four pretties out of five. Bob the bald asshole.
0: That's how he signs off. He signed
1: it off. That's not me saying that. I would. <laughs> I wouldn't just call Bob. Yeah. He did Apple. say last
0: week that. Yeah. Uh, uh, you know. Twenty years later, he he finds that more offensive than he did the first time. He. Saw that's right.
1: Show. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Um, Zach asked, "Confession time. Have either of you ever tasted shrimp? I have not. I'm assuming you have not either. I know you're stricter yeah, have, than me. I have not. Yeah. Yeah." Um, yeah it, I, I I'm sure you, I wonder if you will agree. Like there's certain, there's definitely uh, non culture foods that I've not eaten that I would like to eat. For Shri, like shrimp and like shellfish and all that stuff does not appeal to me. Just it it, it seems gross, and I think a lot of people say yeah, that.
0: yeah. M- most food with an exoskeleton to me does, it's not really that
1: appealing. Yeah. Anyway, um, even pre-coronavirus, a restaurant wouldn't give someone else another food's customer that, that had already been handled. Yeah, we talked about that. This season has so many iconic episodes, three very memorable ones in a row and he gives this one a 4 out of 5. So the listeners are so far a little bit higher on this episode than we are.
0: Well again, when I saw this 2 years ago, I was on on the same side as them. I just for some reason when I watched it this week, I just wasn't I was neither overwhelmed nor overwhelmed.
1: Yeah. Um, which is reference to 10 Things I Hate About You. Ah, yes. Uh, Olin writes in. He says, hey, Ovin Alex, while this episode didn't meet the high of the previous two episodes, it was a solid middle-tier episode. The poker exchange has struck me with, with me, as mentioned previously, made me realize the extra level of offense that word may have for Americans that I don't appreciate before this episode. There yeah. you go. We, yeah, as we discussed. Still think there was a major overreaction at the boisterous poker game, although in anyone's language, prick is a far weaker swear word. That is the only thing I disagree with Larry on. One other point, a small comment by Cheryl, I feel, adds to Chester's portrayal of her being the villain. She said that Larry can't go to NBC, as she won't allow it because they are tangentially linked with some environmental issue. She's happy to live... It's
0: very tangential, by the way. Yeah. (laughs) Olin's right. Like, Cheryl's complaint of, like, the overall corporate entity that ultimately owns nbc is a little bit of a stretch I yeah say.
1: she's happy to live on larry's success pushes him to do more projects live off that to do her yeah. pet projects but she is still looking to restrict and dictate his opportunities to make herself feel good All right we're getting, we're getting counterpoint he has
0: 475 million dollars <laughs> you can really pick and choose when he <laughs> wants to work
1: fair uh, come with gal julia loved their bit when they discussed how about how jason was effectively unable to branch out from george Villain of the week, he says, Alan Wasserman, don't steal another guy's shrimp and think you can get away with it. And yeah. Olin gives it. Again, to, to me, Like the restaurant's at fault here. The guy yeah.
0: opens the food that he was delivered and started eating it. Like you know.
1: Yeah, so, your, uh, so your, uh, your villain of the week is the maitre d' of the restaurant who messes up the orders and then lies and pretends to know offhand how many shrimp there are in the dish. Yeah.
0: But again, the weirdest part to me is that Wasserman's sitting on the couch, so he's sitting there waiting for something. It can't be that he's waiting for Larry David to magically
1: <laughs> right? They're like, so, I don't. The, they, no, they said to him, "Wait here, and we'll see if the guy comes back." Yeah, <laughs>
0: give it up. Give it. Listen, you're the president of HBO. You're you know you're only a mildly important person, so sit here for an hour. If he doesn't come back, fine. Then we'll cook your food anew. But otherwise, maybe he'll bring it back slightly used, and you'll take it home. And Wasserman's like, yeah, sure. I got nothing else to do. I'll sit on this couch, this dirty couch in the lobby of this Chinese restaurant. Yeah. Very, very strange of a behavior. And, and neither Larry nor Alan seems to have an issue with it, so I don't know. Maybe restaurants were much looser with their hygiene in t- 2001. Maybe that's what caused coronavirus.
1: Yeah. We just, uh, it caught up to us eventually. Yeah. <laughs> do we have any other emails? Uh, that is all. All right. So, ah, uh, what do we have next week? I have no idea. I will look it up right now.
0: All right, I, I can answer you. I have that open. It's the thong.
1: The thong. Oh yes, I started yeah. watching it actually.
0: Yeah, Larry sees his therapist uh, in more ways than one. Yes. And how can you respect someone who? Uh...
1: This uh, this episode has one of my favorite scenes in all of Kerb, and I, that I reference all the time, where Larry like putting trying to carry all the stuff to go to the beach. Yes, because <laughs> like that to me like encapsulates what is like so annoying about the beach to me. So maybe way, maybe we'll get into that next week. Life. When you have kids, it's like oh yeah noise. yeah. I mean I well maybe we'll get we'll get into takes on the beach next week. But uh, yeah. I'm not a big fan of the beach.
0: <laughs> I'm sorry you're not a fan of the beach because uh, to me when my in-laws live in, in 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 South Florida, so we go there once a year usually when global pandemics permit us to do so and i love the beach my wife does not and so we never get to go to the beach until like the last day of our trip and there's always a moment where we've been in florida for a week and it's like the afternoon of the last day we're flying back the next morning and she's watching all three kids and i sort of swim out 100 feet into the water and i'm sitting there surrounded by the blue and i'm looking around and i'm like you know what this is pretty 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 pretty
1: pretty good